0: All right, guys. Let's learn about Amazon. So, new format using a recording studio at Smart Scout headquarters. But I'm still a seller on Amazon, so you know we're gonna just talk about anything is up for grabs. I don't care where this conversation goes, but as long as we're having a fun time. Remember, right? I guess it's all about the friends you make along the way. So I have with me someone I've worked with for a few years, both at Buy Boxer and now at Smart Scout, Josh Andres. Josh, what's your title, or what do you think your title is?
1: It's hard to say at Smart Scout. You wear a lot of hats. <laughs>
0: it's like I don't even care about like. No titles do matter. That's that's a whole other conversation.
1: It does depend on the day of the week though. Depends on, the, on Wednesday. Yeah. Video marketing.
0: <laughs> right, right. He has been in some of our Instagram stuff. We've actually upped our quality of our. You know, if you're into those like short clips, like we tell stories, we tell interesting stories, like
1: state videos.
0: Yeah, the, the largest seller in each state. I just recorded a bunch on you know being suspended, hot takes all over the place, guys. So if you are intrigued by social media, if you want something that's actually entertaining, higher quality, you can see Josh, you can see myself, and that's at smartest seller. So many people from the podcast have already DM'd me. Like we're deep in the, the Instagram DMs, just chatting about whatever. But that's a little bit about your background. You know, you've been in the Amazon industry for a few years, just came away from Prosper. Like what things like kind of surprised you about selling on Amazon? that you didn't expect.
1: Yeah, so a long time ago, i knocked some doors for a pest control company and I did the math previously and I was like, hey, this is a great opportunity. When I started on Amazon, I was like, this is great. I don't have to knock doors anymore. Like <laughs> I can have the internet knock doors for me. People come to my listing. So the thing that surprised me was just doing the math and seeing like I could either knock doors and make X amount of money per day or I could hop on a listing and make more.
0: What you're saying, like we just got back from Prosper and man, when I was like building or taking down our booth, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm a digital marketer. I'm so <laughs> glad like I don't have to get my hands dirty because my hands have never done a hard day's labor in their life, right?
1: Yeah, you got some blisters from taking down <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the backdrops. Yeah, I know.
0: That's the joke that my wife is tired of hearing. Where I do work hard is endurance sports, but like, you know, no one really cares about that. Okay. Well, we got a handful of topics that I just wanted to cover. They may be current events, my take on the world, stuff that I've been working on. You know, what pays the bills for me right now? Like I actually moved my salary over to Smart Scout. And so I pay attention to the software world like intensely. It's fun. I really like the challenge and it forces me to think about Amazon selling in a whole different way. Most people don't even really care or know about a lot of the tools there, but like I see if they make a small change, I'm honing in and Helium 10 just launched some new pricing, literally, I think today, and they got rid of their trial. They got rid of their free tier and they got rid of their cheap tier. So they got to pay the bills. That's some interesting thoughts because I've been told twice in the last 10 days that, Hey, I've been told twice that people canceled their Helium 10 subscription because Smart Scout does what they need. And I actually did not intend, I still don't think Smart Scout is like a direct competitor. We serve different markets in different ways. I bring market research to the layman, to the, a much cheaper tier. Their market research is at least $500 a month. So right there, we're serving different markets. I just don't think we're like that competitive. We're entry level. Their market research is just bam. You know, I think I was quoted $2,000 a month. And man, I don't think anyone in Smart Scout pays $2,000 a month. I wish. Those are my quick takes. I actually did a full analysis. I'm not sure if I've brought this on the podcast. I'll just do like a real quick overview. I did an analysis of all the market research tools. If you haven't heard of Stackline, Jungle Scout Cobalt is their enterprise tools like uh, Profitero, Edge by Essential, Analytic Index. That's another one. These are very expensive tools. They can cost $50,000 a year and they do market research for Amazon. So, a lot of players in the space. Um, I did a full analysis. I'd hate to just like, you know, regurgitate that on the podcast because if you just Google Smart Scout analytics comparison, you'll see I break it down on all of these like what they charge, what they do, um, my thoughts on them. And almost all of those require a sales process. You have to like do a demo and then gonna give you a quote. Then there's like, you, you go through those things. Whereas ours is like the self sign on. So, that's the world that you know, I live and pay attention. So it's interesting when one of them makes a a big change like Helium 10 does. Josh, do you have any thoughts or I'm just going to get the analytics industry according to Scott.
1: Well, I I feel like Helium 10 is having a little bit of growing pains.
0: Well, they've had a layoff. So maybe a little bit of growing pains. Yeah.
1: Maybe growing pains isn't the right word. My experience with people who have said they've switched to SmartScope from Helium 10 is they had you, they had like a, they had a frustrating experience as a customer facing Helium 10, there was like a support issue that wasn't resolved properly, what have you. Basically, you have these customers, you have your customer base, how well can you take care of them? They've signed up, but like, how do you take care of these guys? How do you keep them in the flock, right?
0: My perspective is, you know, I I don't really go head to head against them, but just like, I try and think like a seller and be like, okay, what tools would I want that are not out there that, you know, we can build? I don't know. We're just trying to think like a seller. I see them make corporate moves where they're like, hey, we've got Amazon. Let's add on Walmart. No one's really asking for a lot of Walmart tools. They rather just like the Amazon tools be better. But, you know, that's kind of a corporate move. Another corporate move that I saw them make was they copied Jungle Scout Cobalt in both pricing and features. To me, that's a corporate move.
1: What kind of tiers did you notice? There are entry-level tiers that have a various set of features, but as an entry-level person, like what kind of research tools make sense for you to have, and what does that look like as you get more experienced in the field?
0: My thoughts is, like, SmartScout's really the only, like, entry-level one out there, and... I hate feeling like I'm being salesy, but like it's actually better than the ones that are like 10 times its price.
1: Well, it makes sense to me because Smart Scout started off as a tool for like the layman. It started off oh. as like a tool for like the...
0: <laughs> yeah, we've turned to communists, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way that like I felt comfortable, to be honest. Like I just didn't, I didn't know the world of like, you know, how to close $10,000 deals. Shoot, I'm uncomfortable even charging what we do. It's just my background. I just want it. i want people to have access to tools. We've jumped on this like way too long. I want to move on because there's a few news items. Like that's what I talked to, said I was going to talk about. Let's jump into them. So I write a newsletter every week, except for the weeks that I miss. If you're not on it, then this is going to be all new. And we're probably not very good friends. So if you want to be great friends, you know, sign up for the newsletter. Just Google Smart Scout newsletter. I write it. I have a lot of fun because it really keeps me sharp. Like, so here's a few topics that I talked about in the last month and I will expand on a little bit, take your thoughts. So Chinese sellers are actually getting back on Amazon. They were leaving in droves because of like the reviews, the review crackdown that happened a little over a year ago, I think. So, you know, they had so much money that they lost that were tied up. Like I heard, you know, there's tens of millions of dollars that like just like lost in inventory and just tied up from Amazon suspensions.
1: So did they just put all that on ice? Or do you think they pivoted to other like models to move that inventory elsewhere? Dang it, I've I recently heard some like... If we don't know, like what would you do if you were in their position? Would you would you just put it on ice hoping that things would get better? Well,
0: I'd look at other marketplaces like the Chinese ones like uh, Timu and Shine. They look like promising for them.
1: I've ordered off of Shine before well, indirectly.
0: It may work like, like Wish was similar to that and it actually hasn't panned out. People, you know, care about speed. Customers worth having care about speed. People that want like the least expensive product, they're fine to wait like a month. But, you know, the consumers that want speed are also tend to be the consumers that just spend more in general.
1: It's surprising to me that stuff like this doesn't spark a serious like competitor marketplace to Amazon.
0: Yeah. Um, I've always thought the move to make was like, "Ah, if you speak Chinese, become a, a Chinese seller agency and do a really good job of making these Chinese brands just look better than they currently do. They're so bad, you know, like they just don't understand the nuances and they could crush it more. So maybe they're going to figure this out. According to a Marketplace Pulse report, they're coming back. Maybe we should have done that analysis in SmartScout, but, you know, Marketplace Pulse, I look to them a lot. Worth checking out. Okay, next news item, FTC cracks down on review manipulation. So if you are doing some shady stuff with reviews, it's not just Amazon that can go after you. But the FTC, because apparently like, you know, an online review, there's like some consumer protection laws about, you know, I guess being honest about your product, something you in there. And they, they went after a vendor. What was the name of the brand?
1: So it's uh, Nature's Bounty. Yeah. These are the green bottles, They're supplements. And it makes me laugh actually a little bit because yeah. we're in Utah. And I feel like we have so many supplement companies. It just kind of makes sense sometimes. Yeah,
0: In general, it's just kind of shady. Like my experience is just like, stay far from the line. You don't want to deal with putting risk on your business that you don't need, especially if you're big. That's why it's like they're a vendor. Like that means that they sell
1: via Amazon. Every single listing additional that you put on, you know, your business adds the increased risk that, you know, something goes wrong, you get like suspended. If you're a large company and, and you're, you're doing this sort of thing, it's like you already have increased risk. You're, you're a complicated machine. Just throw a wrench in there, right? Like throw a wrench in there, mess around with some reviews, see what happens.
0: Okay, next news item, we're going to rapid fire. We got just two or three more. Search query reports. You can now download it from Amazon. I'm still waiting for the API connection. That doesn't happen. But like this is a report where Amazon is finally telling you how people are finding your product and how well they convert on those terms. I think this is really cool. It's been valuable for a few of my private label products. We jumped in and I'd be like, sure enough, this thing got searched four times and we converted twice. Man, is that like a signal that like you have the right product for a specific person. So it helps you double down on like very niche keywords.
1: I saw something else. Is Amazon adding like an estimated sales tag to certain like product listings? Did you see that?
0: Oh, yeah. That's consumer facing yeah, so it's basically like they'll say like, oh, this sold 500 in the last month. Oh, this sold 10,000 the last month. They're giving customers an, a peek into how well a product sells because it uses social proof. It's like this like social like, well, if other people did it, then you can feel comfortable doing it.
1: So your thoughts on whether or not these Early trends represent Amazon moving towards a more like transparent like data.
0: They are. Every month, they are actually releasing more data. It's a little bit scary for me because there's so much to catch up with and like and interpret and build on top of or, you know, there's a chance that they could like wreck one insight that I've been able to give and they they just give it for free. That hasn't really happened yet. I'm not that worried. But because this is consumer facing, if anything drives more attention to more data.
1: My thought is like, they can be transparent about a lot of like the back-end data and it could replace someone who displays that backend data. But once data becomes more accessible to everyone, you extrapolate using that data to create more data points. What it kind of means is that the people who are able to create data, it just pivots. It's like, oh, yeah. we, we go from displaying these data points Oh, Amazon's displaying them now. Well, we're going to extrapolate now that we have more certain data points from Amazon. Yeah. You know, it just pivots a little bit.
0: Interesting. Yeah. It increases your certainty chain. It's interesting. I like when Amazon you know, like tries stuff out. Who knows if it lasts? But the search query report is actually, for some people, it's pretty transformative in the way that they operate. You do have to have, I think, brand analytics. You have to have like a brand registry to get access to this. But pretty cool. Like what they're doing. Josh, we just got back from Prosper. Prosper is probably the most service provider friendly trade (laughs) show for the, in the Amazon world. Yes. One of the early just Amazon focused shows. You know, you get, you get all the same boost year over year, but then there's a around the fringes, you start to see like the newcomers and like the new technology. What were your impressions?
1: A lot of service providers weren't there. A lot of service providers.
0: Yeah. When we're saying service provider, we're being nebulous. This could be a software tool, an agency,
1: a broker. A big one though. is 3PL. Sure. What I noticed though is just the ever-growing presence of financial services.
0: Those ones are so boring to me. Really all you're trading around is an interest rate and like the total value that they're willing to risk on you.
1: On the flip side, you get to see a lot of really cool startups that are doing some really, really neat things. Of course.
0: I wrote down a few, but...
1: I mean, even just next to our booth at Prosper, they had this like automation system, like a hardware automation thing that allows you to just stick your product in there and it does yeah. all the photography for you, 360, all that stuff. And it just does it all for you. So oh, cool. really?
0: Yeah. So that was that company's Ordery, O R T E R Y, And I didn't know that they had that. I should have looked at them a little bit more. I bought their box five, six years ago. It was good. Yeah. They do have software. Too.
1: Yeah, I think it's like, I think they like marry it together. So it like, can I love what,
0: you know, what I'd have a lot of fun with, maybe I should just present to one of these shows, the packaging companies. Yeah. Like, we're like the hard goods companies that are like, they're there to talk about like bubble wrap and like boxes and the physical stuff of the e-com. And those are fun. I'd love to go to like an automation, like a machine automation trade show. That'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: There was – I'll just name a few other tools or things that I was became aware of. So there's this like – I think they just call themselves Onsite, O-N space S-I-T-E. You can give customer support in the same refunds portal inside of Amazon's returns. So a customer goes to like give a return, instead of like contacting Amazon for help, they could contact you. So it's a chance to reduce your returns. You have another chance to do some customer support. Returns are hitting your bottom line. So, cool company. I saw Do My Shoot. Just did a podcast with them. I saw Seller Candy. I should bring them on the podcast. They do Amazon seller support for you as a service. So, you don't have to ever have to deal with like seller support.
1: Does that extend to even like suspensions? Likely. Probably. I mean,
0: ASIN suspensions for sure. A handful of other things. There's a new services aggregator that I was talking about that looks really sharp. They've really grown up. Turns out they raised a healthy $90 million. This is three cults. They look like a, and talk like a lot like a carbon six. These are companies, they raise a bunch of money, they buy a ton of service providers, and then they just.
1: This aggregator food chain thing that's starting to happen is really interesting to me. Yeah. It's like, here's a bunch of Amazon businesses. Here's an aggregator service. Oh, there's tons of aggregators. Well, yeah. And now well, we're having a lot of service providers. Let's make an aggregator for yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it's it's called like a roll up where like you find an industry and you just you just buy all the competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just roll it all up and it gets done a lot, but like we've just seen it so much so hard in the Amazon space. It's a sign of maturing and I think they'll be at least like, you know, they'll, they'll find some success. They're buying some interesting
1: services and tools. It's, it's definitely a maturing space, I feel like.
0: Yeah, that's true. Those are the news items that I see. And let's hit Josh with some uh, soul searching questions. Oh,
1: great. Not my strong suit, considering my hair color, but I'll do my best.
0: Wait, are you suggesting that you're going to lie?
1: No, <laughs> there's this there's this gag about people who have red hair not having souls. So, Soul searching isn't my forte, but I can try, so.
0: I've always thought you have brown hair, but you can convince me otherwise.
1: It's the beard. The beard really helps it come out, I think. But anyway, soul searching. Let's go. Dang it. Most of these questions
0: are just like weirdly like personal. Like, oh, what do you think of me? (laughs) What do you think of this? What do you think? (laughs) What is, what's your favorite tool that you've ever worked with?
1: Favorite tool I've ever worked with?
0: Your first thought, I'm sure, is probably chat GPT. Did you know I saw a photo that like China searches for Chad GPT more than like, like it's just tremendous. Like there's so much more usage of it in China. And that kind of like plays into these Chinese sellers. Like they have more to gain yeah. by walking and talking and sounding American.
1: So Google Sheets, when I was just starting out in like computer science major, Google Sheets in the Excel program, that was one of the first places I was starting to apply like my base level programming. Is just like in creating some really elaborate sheets that did a lot for me. I remember creating an FBA calculator within Google Sheets that was pretty comprehensive. And that's actually what catapulted me into my Amazon journey is I actually had some, a friend of mine, he put me in touch with his cousin and his cousin was doing like, he was saying like, Hey, like give us a thousand bucks and we'll get your Amazon company started for you. You know, we'll find you a product on Alibaba and you know, we'll make it happen. And I wasn't sold on them. But I was sold on Amazon and I was like, that's really interesting. So I went and did a bunch of research on my own and I ended up building an FBA calculator that like was impressive enough that that's actually what got me in connection with Buyboxer.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what happened is I met Mike and then in my interview with Buyboxer, we talked about this FBA calculator and I I showed Jake actually this FBA calculator and we talked about it and that's what I think cinched the deal there. So there you go. So yeah, Google Sheets, really boring answer.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap up there. We don't want to bore people too much. <laughs> when did you get an FBA calculator? Wow, we're getting technical. No, really. I just like to give value and then let people go and do their work. Thanks, Josh, for jumping on. We'll get you back. Everyone that's watching, we are so glad that you joined us. Yeah, I've got nothing more. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Scott. Take care. One, two, three. Hey!